On your left, episode 14, talking Marvel here and get into Geek. Uh, back again, Mitch, Maddie, Emma. What's doing, team? Uh, I have no idea. You were just like, hey, meet here at this time. Mm. Saying this bat place, this bat channel. Yeah. And Emma and I are just like, what are, what are we doing? Like, we... This is refreshing. I don't have any notes. I don't know don't know what we're talking about. Well, it's probably the like one it. thing that you don't want to talk about, Maddie. Um, it's it's. I think we, we've just got to finally. I mean, we, we last time we met, we spoke about it. I just think we've got to cap off on the 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 far and away the best Marvel plus Disney plus TV show that they've, they've produced. Right, like after that magnificent. Don't look at me like that, Matthew. Um, the wonderful season finale and. I think we've we've thrown a few things around on the chat, but we've also <laughs> we've lost him. Hang things on. were said. <laughs> Friendships were broken and lost, um, reforged. Potentially. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> we're, we're, this is an audio medium, but it looks like he's doing some kind of diagram. <laughs> oh no! <here> we... <laughs> I, just, I love that you went to the trouble of writing that. Are you going to hold that up for the rest of the uh, recording? He's written. On a uh, on a little notepad in big fat blue marker, Matthew has left the chat. Um, okay, this is <sighs> this is why time... you didn't, this is why you didn't tell me what we were doing. Oh, I feel... You knew it was the only way you could get me here. I felt like it was hinted at. I felt like it was hinted at. I mean, maybe Matthew, we've already had this chat, and I'd, I've been a part of this chat hundreds, possibly thousands of times, and this is the first time for you. And I'm just coming back until you do it right and you say the right thing. Um, or not. I mean, you know, Emma, Emma's done the right thing. You know, we've said the right words in the lead up to all of this. Fucking Marvel cucks. <laughs> oh, Jesus, sorry. Can you just turn to put your head down a little bit so I can see what's in your glass cabinet behind you? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> look, yeah, it's been, look, what's it been? About a month, I reckon, since the uh, season finale. And um, I. Thinking about sitting down to record this with you guys, I'm like, I would love to rewatch it, but I'd also rather like sit on it for a couple of weeks and uh, and just come in and and have like you know almost a reflection almost and sit back and go, okay, well, how do I feel about it? You know, a month on, not having sort of sat through it again and and feel refreshed or a different like how does it you know having not thought about it maybe for two or three weeks. And then be reminded of it because I mean, online, Twitter, whatever you might be on, that's where I sort of get all my feedback and what everyone's thinking was crazy one way or another, whether you loved it or you hated it. Twitter was crazy for that week after the finale and it's obviously died down since then. So I'm like, okay, well, what's the, what's the temperature out there, especially since then? I think the same day that it premiered, that well, at least the day before for us Aussies as well, uh, the Marvels premiered, so like all the high, relatively speaking, all the high that Loki Season 2 finale was sitting at all of a sudden came crashing down uh, with uh, with the Marvels and its release and lackluster box office and all that, and it's just been a real peaks and valleys um, sort of year for, for the MCU and... You know, next year we're only looking at literally one cinematic release, maybe two on TV. And uh, yeah, it's like, all right, well, let's just look at it the way that it was. And we haven't really spoken about it. Emma and I have sort of cautiously just like sort of thrown some positive feedback um, into into the... Tiptoed around it a little. (laughs) Uh, I I looked at more as you two gushing over the whole thing. Well, we were baiting you, mate. We were just trying to bait you a little bit. You know I'm, you know I'm susceptible to that. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, and look, I'll... you know, we're uh, we're just, you know, nothing if not open to uh, to the com- conversation, maybe. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to cap off on. I mean, we start. We I think in one of our earlier Loki chats, we we joked about the fact that we've uh, on the pod we've we've started talking about these shows. We've come midway through, or we've wrapped one up. Never one for everything for one show uh we've never started a show and finished it relatively around the time of its release um so uh i just you know wanted to maybe was, just a little kind of looking forward to that tradition to continue <laughs> here we are um already already I know. Wow. So, but you know we don't have to be we could just be here for a good time not a long time but uh yeah i i mean you know okay i don't want to throw anyone else under the bus so i guess i can somewhat go first i just i, I think i watched it the oh, geez i hope it was the day that it came out surely because what are we 
And I did actually just remember, no, it took me two days to watch. I saw this on a Sunday. So uh, I really stayed off the internet for a couple of days. Um, but I, I think even that, I really, yeah, I, I did really like it. Um, I, you know, the timey-wimey stuff, the sort of um, Groundhog Day nature, like I always find that stuff sort of fun at risk of it, you know, getting repetitive or whatnot. I think I was in the frame of mind of, I think I'd only watched the earlier episode like a couple of days before as well. It took me a while to watch episode five. Um, And I think I was really coming into it having felt like I just watched episode five. So it felt like it was that part two as opposed to a, um, I don't know, maybe a a story that didn't uh, or an episode that didn't necessarily have a beginning. Uh, I felt like I was watching part two of of a two-part finale or something. Um, So I was enjoying the roller coaster of that and the the tonal shift from episode five um, to six. But, um, you know, once then you get to the the sacrificial nature of it, the sort of we can never fix this. Um, I was surprised at how much Jonathan Majors came back in to play such a maybe not a massive role in the uh, episode itself or the season as a whole or anything like that, but just as a pivotal moment in Loki's character and him coming to that realization of what he needs to do to save the day and how much of a sacrifice that he needs to make and i I, as i said at the top of the season with you guys i'm wondering how much in the last six seven months they've had to change and rewrite and potentially shoot or edit around the whole jonathan majors-ness of it all um just to play it safe regardless of what's happening with his current trial which started i think five or six days ago um are they going to play it safe and just edit him out and try to edit around that point? Or are they just going to go, no, we did this and we're going to stick with it. And so I think maybe I was surprised by that in a really positive way. And then I think I just, I don't know, I, I come to really like the end. It seems like it could completely wrap up the, the Loki story or could just have him in a nice little box package sitting off to the corner kind of like dr strange at the moment kind of like a few other heroes i think we did say that in the uh, in one of our chats that there's a few characters out there that if we never see them again hey well then they've uh, they've been done and dusted if we do see them again it will follow on what we've seen quite well but uh, i think um loki's one of the few characters that's got a really nice send-off as much as i would love to see him back and love to see tom hiddleston back and continue on with the franchise i think this was such a um a nice ending to a story that I didn't necessarily want, I would have known that I wanted, but I'm glad that I got. I think the emotional feels of the uh, of the final of the final episode, especially that last ten minutes, it uh, it got me. Maybe it wouldn't have got me if I watched it at night time rather than the afternoon, or it got me on the, the day before as opposed to when I watched it. But um, I really liked it. All the while knowing that I was going to sit down and have this chat with you guys, and that Maddie probably wasn't going to, and uh, I was interested to hear someone else's um, feedback like that. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's he done? That was me through the whole time you were talking. Just <laughs> zipper over the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's why I thought I'd go first because I'm interested in the, uh, in, in not even the rebuttal, the correction. I've long said that. I, I'm very well aware that I don't watch things, uh, necessarily in the right way. I mean, and there is a lot of, there's a lot of, the, not the even numbers subtext. are on your side. The numbers are on your side. I, I, I can't seem to find a friend. Uh, in this regard, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, there's not it's, lone, the, it's lonely out here. Majority isn't always right, mate. So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's all yeah, opinions. Your silence it's is scaring opinions. me, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, that's it's really intimidating. He's not saying anything. <laughs> that's because I'm concerned that if I start, I won't stop. Oh god, that's, that's the concern. I'm just like. Let you guys let you guys enjoy it for a bit. No, we've enjoyed it for a month, mate. I'm just going to set up a little private chat with Emma on the side, and when you start ranting, we'll just send each other emojis back and forth of like you know the faces I, sweating. I and, roll. I yeah. roll. That's good. Mm, good. <laughs> let me let me preface it this way, just by saying you when you like recut all of Phase One into like chronological order. Mm. That shows that you have a better understanding of timelines than this entire fucking television program. <laughs> if, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, there was a tie-in comic. I think it was Fury's big week, so it was all around the fact, you know, Iron Man two, Thor, mm. and uh, and Hulk. You know, for the most part, they're big chunks of those movies all take place over the same seven days. And there is a moment in there where Hawkeye enters the chat 
when he gets called up to go over to New Mexico for his little stint in Thor. And I'm lo- I'm reading this comic going, this is off. This is off by a day. It doesn't work. That, that's not, that, that, that's actually, <laughs> man. I, I printed out. I printed out blank. Okay, this is not. This is not the one that I use. But like, I had big like blank calendars like this where I would write shit down. Okay, I did my wow. research. I did my man hours. Okay, and I knew this comic that was officially endorsed and written by people at Marvel. And I'm like, they've got it wrong. They're off by a day. As if that matters. But then mm. it actually did. So perhaps in that sense, yeah. I do. But that was you're, way you're back talking then. to a you're talking to a trekker. It everything matters. You know, <laughs> and, and we have to convert everything from star dates as well. They're like star yeah. date five seven four two five point six and you're like when what the fuck does that even mean mm, mm. and even the tv show is like i don't know yeah but you have to we have to put them all in chronological order and then when there's three <laughs> tv shows running uh, running at the same time you're like but this one and, and then there's a movie but that was filmed a year it, yeah it all matters it all matters yeah yeah i i, I definitely feel on the outs with marvel lately because it's like I really didn't enjoy Loki and everybody was gushing over it. And then at some point, somewhere, like, I feel like everybody turned against Multiverse of Madness. And they were like, oh, I did wander wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, it didn't. It's great. All you have to know is that she was she was um, taken over by the Darkhold. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter that, you know. Well, spoilers. <laughs> to the to the Maddie, we made this clear. Emma hasn't watched everything over the last three years. <laughs> I stopped watching Marvel. <laughs> but you saw the end of WandaVision where she was being controlled by the Darkhold and she was going dark side. Everyone's like, oh, you know, obviously there's been the interviews with um uh uh, Elizabeth Olsen being like she was like I didn't know what I was doing during Multiverse of Madness and we all love Elizabeth Olsen so everyone's just like oh well let's all dogpile and say that it was shit and I'm like no it was great it was a Sam Raimi film sorry I'm mm. gonna love it no matter what um so I feel very much on the outs between my no love of Loki and my and my massive love of um Multiverse of Madness but it just I don't know the the time stuff none of it made sense to me mm. I, we still don't know why Loki suddenly started developing time powers they were incredibly convenient for whenever he needed them for whatever purpose he needed. Like, right in the last step, like, the entire season, he's been time-slipping himself to another location. Like, that whole thing at the end of episode one where he ended up at being at the elevator lift where he saw Sylvie and then you find out towards the end of the series he was the one that pruned himself. So, mm. like, that couldn't have happened if he was time-slipping into himself but then suddenly in the last episode, because the plot needed it, he was time-slipping into himself. Mm. With no explanation why. Other than, I can control it now. Control what? You're the god of mischief. You're a fucking um, ice giant who was adopted by Odin and taught by a witch mother, and you were dubbed the god of mischief. At what point does that give you powers over time? Explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> It's the arm flails for me, yeah. you know? <laughs> it, oh, it just, yeah, it just nothing, nothing made sense. And like that whole last episode when like after he goes and finds all his friends, which by the way, at no point, like why did he assume that those people were his friends who it's been established they're all variants when he went and saw this other Mobius with the kids and the jet ski the first time or whatever, how do you not know that's not the prime version of Mobius? Who has yeah, never think, met him? I remember when you mentioned that and like I, I hadn't thought of that. Like yeah. it was one of those comments like, one of those comments where you, when you said it, I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about that, but also I've got plenty of thoughts on that immediately. Yeah. It's um, like he was he was drawn to them by the power of love. Because he's yeah. known these guys for like two weeks and he's decided he loves them all. His his really great friend, family guy, Kate Casey? Mm. That the guy that's had about three lines the entire, the entire series. That guy, mm. that guy Casey. Yeah, yeah. All those, all those wonderful long scenes that Loki and Casey had, just getting to know each other and Mate, bonding, the, like and becoming second, a family. He had secondary character plot armor, you know, or whatever we like to call it. Like <laughs> she was, everybody did. So did um, in the room. B, what was her name? B fifteen or whatever yeah. her name was. Like she had the same thing. Yeah, you know, they were, they've been they've been friends then, for at least weeks. You know, but then yeah, but then when he when he collected them all and they're all sitting in like Ob's mm. little place, and he goes and does I forget what he had to go and do, he leaves them there for ages. They're like, God, it's been forever. What would it? It's time travel. He could mm. have gone and what he needed to do, what he needed to do, and come back a second after he left. Mm. 
But he chose not to. He mm. chose to leave them waiting there for ages while the universe is unraveling and turning to spaghetti. Yeah, I think, I mean, this doesn't help explain what will come, I guess. But in my head, it was like with the, oh, well, what makes those variants his variants or his version? It's like, well, mm. every, I mean, potentially every version, every variant out there was them because he picked them up essentially as blank slates. Like he, he, it wasn't like he plugged them back into the Matrix or anything, but he just sort of, the ones he plucked out, the jet ski Mobius and the, um, the Doctor B-15 and the uh, Clint Eastwood Escape from Alcatraz um, Frank uh, version of, of Casey, they were just like, maybe they were the, the ones that like when Casey, the actual Casey was a variant that got plucked out by, you know, Kang or the Timekeepers or whatever. Um, maybe that was the variant was him as um, uh, as the escapee, whatever, whatever. There are potentially thousands of them out there at the multiverse. He's just found one of each and had to explain to them, oh, by the way, we know each other. We work in this like time yeah. variation place, right? You remember? No, I don't remember. Trust me, you do. And they're all just stuck in the room going, fucking okay, until this guy yeah. lets us go home, we'll just say yes. So it almost didn't matter whether they were his or not, but he's like seeing their faces and we're like, no, 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 you'll, it's almost like a you'll do, you, you, I just need your vessel. And then, yeah. yeah, through the through the power of love, um, we, we I just need you around to like you know vibe off your energy or something. Like yeah, because so. Ob had that thing. It's like, oh, we all have a unique time signature, so bringing us all together is gonna control what you need to control. But then, the whole premise of this season was they had to bring timely in to be a replacement for he who remains because they need to scan his temporal aura mm. to open up the time loom. I can't believe I just said that entire sentence with a straight face. That was brilliant. Emma, I don't know what you thought there. <laughs> that, I mean, that was fantastic. I, yeah, that was well done. Um, but, but Timely had to have the same temporal aura as he who remains. So what that insinuates is that every single variant of that one particular person would have like every Loki has the same temporal aura. Mm, mm. So does that mean Sylvie and Loki have the same temporal aura? You know what I mean? Mm. Because they're yeah, both yeah. variants of the one character. So yeah, so it's like did they did he just go and pluck just random variants of all those at which point why do I care if they're not those variants that mm. I've been getting to know for the last two seasons? Mm. I just I just couldn't find myself caring about anybody. Like, I, I said in the last episode, like, I, I don't have that um, emotional connection to Loki that a lot of people have that I think, you know, is a big proponent for all the love. Like, all the people that have loved Loki since, you know, the first Thor film have that emotional connection. So it's like, I'll, I'll agree, like, that, that scene in the bar where he says, like, oh, I, I don't want to be alone, you know, I'm trying to find my family... That was a really poignant scene if it was said by a character I gave a shit about. Yeah. So I kind of just, I was dead behind the eyes during that scene. And it's like, if, if somebody else had said it that I cared about, I might have been like, oh my God, that's one of the greatest scenes in the MCU ever. But I just, I don't know. I'm very ambivalent when it comes to Loki. So mm. I think that's why I didn't really enjoy it. Like the the emotional character building side of stuff. But then when the the time stuff didn't make sense either. I'm like, well, I've got, I've got nothing to hold on to. They're not even telling like a cool timey wimey story. Mm. Like if, like if Harry Potter's doing a better time story than, than, than what this is, then you know, you've got issues. Like, you know, I'm, I was more emotionally connected to Buckbeak by the end of that film than I was to any of these characters in, uh, in these Jesus. films. So. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Facts of facts, America. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, what about you, Em? Like someone who's not as, um, yeah, even other uh, other passionate cuck wise. Like, uh, we we might be sometimes, or what? Like someone who's just someone who's literally like a bit more face value, right? You're like, hey, if you see, it, you don't like it. It's not like you're sitting there just ranting on the internet. Like, why fucking Marvel? You're just watching it. You like it. what about it got you over the line? Oh, many, many things, many things. It, um, I, I've been a big fan of Loki from, from, you know, the first Thor film. I love a morally gray character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Matt roll his eyes so far back. <laughs> no, 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 I agree with that. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like a character who 
who has their own intentions but then can see outside themselves and and are often given opportunities to take one of two paths you know um so and i think loki really embodies that idea of of you never know what he's going to do so i like the character from the start anyway regardless of the actual story but i also really like the show because it didn't feel like a marvel production it it didn't have the same like slapped with the same paintbrush kind of feel that everything that's come out of marvel of the last 2 years has kind of had um and i i really liked the whole aesthetic of the show like the props the costumes the the sets like it all just felt so unique and not marvel yeah and don't get me wrong i do like marvel i do like i shit talk a lot but that's just because i'm a shit talker well well, yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't what you wouldn't watch it if you didn't find something in it yeah exactly but no i agree visually i think it's really beautiful like all the when we go to like timely's time like the you know the, the fair that he was at and all that kind of stuff that was really beautiful and as much as i didn't like the tva look for the tva i would have liked something a little more futuristic-y i kind of loved that like the look of it like the texture and look of it was really interesting and that it was like it's what the 1950s thought 2005 was going to look like yeah so like i i enjoy and it kind of tracked then when they kind of created the whole ironically the the ouroboros you know the snake eating its tail which was what ob's name was the ouroboros of him and timely and the the tva manual it's like well i i learned everything i know based on this book that you wrote but you uh, you learned everything from me reading the book that you like it was that the time paradoxical nature of it was really interesting so it kind of made sense then that if if that timely did end up becoming he who remains it would make sense that that's what the tva looked like because a man from that era it's like that's almost like what he would think what the future would look look like like. yeah yeah no i loved all that i i i do agree like it would be cool to see it be a little bit more high tech but then i look at what marvel's been doing with their like more high tech stuff in the last you know two three films like guardians of the galaxy uh airman and the wasp they're high tech versions of things i like bio organic kind of just yeah horrible horrible mitch and i have talked talked like at length about how much we hate the magic helmets like when you're first introduced to black panther and he's got to remove his helmet that's sick but then by the next one, when he's got the nanotech one, and there's the, and then Spider Man has it, and then Ant Man has it, and then, and then Tony Stark has it, and they all have these helmets that just retract magically by thought into nothing and disappear completely. You're like, oh, it kind of takes away that tactile nature of it. So, and yeah, given that so much of yeah Guardians and Stark tech is the 3D holographic displays where people are just touching the air and then it's all being put in in post. Well, it's like how do you how do you do something more futuristic than that for the TVA? So it does make sense that they've almost gone gone backwards in a way and done this textural um, Jetsons kind of look. It's gone even further than that with like the new stuff. Like I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy. They were like controlling a spaceship by like being fist deep in like a tube of Jello, and that's how they were steering the spaceship with the like. Yeah. Arms. It was horrible. It was like I feel <laughs> gross. <laughs> like when did technology become this <laughs> it's like we have this whole library of squishy noises we haven't used yet so <laughs> let's let's use those but um i think in in reference to like your thoughts on the whole timelines not making sense and stuff i am comfortable enough in myself to know that i am not smart enough to understand time travel ever so i have i think I can just kind of suspend my disbelief and just be like, along for the ride. Yeah. Without trying yeah, to break see, down, okay, like, this timeline doesn't match because of this. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I, I have the problem of, like, having watched literally thousands of hours of Star Trek and Stargate and all these other, like, time travel sci-fi shows and movies and stuff like that where I'm just like, 
I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on the theoretical aspect of it and what what is a paradox and what isn't a paradox and all those kind of things. So it's like watching this, I'm just like, this is just some Doctor Who bullshit. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I think in most other cases, and I, again, I know even Avengers Endgame comes on and goes, hey, you know, like generally speaking, the way that movies and TV shows deal with time and going back into the past and that'll change. Nah, man. Forget all that. We're doing something different. And for the most part, the idea of going back to the past doesn't change the future because the past is the past and you might go... The, you going back into the past is still in your future, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. It wouldn't, it's not a it's, new It's concept. almost like that episode of Stargate, the, the Get Into Gate podcast we did where I'm standing there trying to explain to the rest of you guys my theories <laughs> yeah. on time travel. And you guys yeah. are going, you're a fucking idiot. Get I mean, fucked. And then I, Avengers Endgame comes out and suddenly we never talk about it again. Look, to be honest, if I if you if you think that I remember that podcast and where we spoke, <laughs> I, I, I you gave me way too much credit. I think... Oh, I we, do. Because we, I had like... Like eight pairs of eyes staring at me, calling me a fucktard. I think we were. I think we were. I think we were lost on the terminologies. And like, okay, yeah. so let, okay, so like, generally speaking, like we watch something where someone goes back in time and they change things. Well, then the future gets changed around. Or it, they it's go, the Back to the Future. It's the Back. To yeah, the future. right. The Back the, to the, the Future. The photograph thing, right? disappears. Exactly. They're pretty. There's one timeline. They jump back into their past. It changes the future. So when they get back to the future, mm-hmm, uh, that the future Roll has credits. Been, yeah, it has been altered. Or the alternative, they go back to the. You know, they go back to the past. They like Marty goes back to the past, changes something. Back to the future. Oh no, I don't like this future. Back to the past again and stops themselves from making that change. Or after they made the change in the first place, they immediately course correct it and they get back to the future and things are fine. And it's like, well, hang on, that that doesn't work with the first theory because it's kind of like, okay, now well, the rule must be there in like timeline. They then go back, they create another branch. Oh, I don't like that branch. Go back to the starting point. They then create a third branch where mm. something as small has been altered, but generally speaking, it's a it's a new timeline that can only have taken place. They needed to have gone back to the past the second time for this one. And anyway, I'm going to get confused trying to explain, but that doesn't work in this show. Well, maybe it does, but I know your questions, Maddie, were the idea of, well, hang on. Kang, or he who remains, exists in a place, as the show tells us, quote-unquote, outside of time. So, one, I know you were like, well, the deteriorate, he should never deteriorate, he should never get old, like, nothing should, pro- but, you know, that in itself is its own, maybe, you know, snake-eating yeah. its own tail-type argument. But the idea that, okay, we, we revisit the finale of season one so much in towards the end of this episode... And then all of a sudden, season two Loki appears. And season one, he who remains, is aware that it's season two Loki going, oh, hang on. Maybe you think this is the first time that we've ever had this conversation. And then Loki then flips at the end going, hang on, do you think this is the first time we've ever had this conversation? Like, you have no idea. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Is this, like, was this going on? in season one, in that finale, in those moments where yeah. Kang or he who remains was literally freezing time and moving about the room, which looked like he was teleporting or whatnot. Or is this our uh, season two Loki going to like almost an alternate? Ver- it's, you know, it, yeah. it complicates no, things I... when we're in a place that we are told doesn't exist under the normal rules of time yeah, as we have come to that, know it. That was the issue I had because yeah. I love that scene of, of Loki and he who remains going back. It kind of reminded me of, it was like a better version of Doctor Strange and Dormammu at the end of the first Doctor Strange film where they're just like in that in that time loop. Mm. I loved all that stuff between Loki and he who remains, but it just, it shouldn't have been taking place at a place called the end of time. Yeah. That was the issue I had. And then the same thing with the TVA, like the TVA is supposed to exist outside of time, but then it starts spaghettifying at some point and then Loki freaks out. But then when he has that big final scene with Sylvie where like the room is spaghettifying around him and then they don't spaghettify, he's like, oh, we're outside of time. Mm. That's why we're not being affected right now. But I'm like, but 
but every the TVA and all those other places we're told exists out of time, but they're spaghettifying. So there was just this a lot of inconsistency. Where I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like you're not. I think it was just the 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 locations where things were happening. I think with the wrong places where they were happening. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So it just it took me out of it. So I couldn't I couldn't develop an emotional connection to what was going on because I was like, but what what's happening right now shouldn't shouldn't exist or yeah. shouldn't be happening. So yeah, it just kind of took me out of it. I think that's wonder whether I I fall into Emma's camp where I'm like, it's happening almost too quick for me to sit there and think about whether I fully understand it. And mm. I'm like, I'm here for the emotional ride. And maybe that's where a second or a third viewing, either tomorrow, six months from now or whatnot, where I'll be watching it going, okay, I know how this ends on a character level. Now I'm going to look at it from the scientific sort of, you know, the, the technical babble oh, hang on, this actually doesn't make sense. And um, maybe that's the beauty of having not rewatched it over the last month. And I'm sort of, again, having the hangover of that, of the emotional yeah. arc as opposed to does this make sense in the way... And, you know, yeah, these shows... Like, this show has probably overcomplicated its own science so many times that it's either going, well, it doesn't make sense because it, it shouldn't. Because even the show itself is almost a as we learnt through season one, it's an unreliable narrator in the sense that what we were told and how time works, how the, what the TVA is, who these people are, we find out very late in the piece, none of that's true. Okay, cool. Well, season two is coming out as more of a an expose, a truth-telling or truth-finding uh, mission. How does time really work? Who really created this place? Who really are these people? And we find little bits and pieces along the way. But I mean, for for most part, if not all of it, season two was the epilogue it, it was just an extended one episode that fell after season one. It, yeah. I really enjoyed the journey and like it probably, it was a big enough thing that happened at the end of season one. It warranted a lot of time and focus being put onto it. You know, here I, I still remember talking about, you know, end game or post end game going, you know what? Half of the world disappeared for five years and they've just been snapped back and well the Avengers fought Thanos and they beat him and uh, cut to credits and heroes save the day and we move on and I'm like I don't think they'll bring that up again I mean they will but they won't bring it up that much because they'll need to have the status quo continue that hey you get to come into the 25th movie in this franchise and you've just got to watch it because you like ant-man or something like that or you get to come in and you want to watch a new character you don't need to oh shang chi okay so where was did he get snapped and oh okay we've only just met this character but he's already got some problems because his girlfriend at the time was snapped away and he well like who cares like i you just need to be able to invite in fresh viewers fresh uh, fans that don't have to worry about this sort of stuff and i was very wrong so much of what's happened in the franchise as it should in a narrative sense has dealt with the snap and and dealt with uh, them being brought back and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I do feel like too much though, in a way. Like I feel like how long ago was Loki season one? That was like what twenty 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 one twenty one two years. Yeah, yeah. We're still spinning our wheels. Like I know, like Marvel itself never really drew the comparison. It was kind of the fans that synced up the end of WandaVision mm. to the end of Loki and said, well, well, that time, the moment Wanda's getting her powers was the moment this happened. Which I don't, I, I, I could care, I don't know that I really... Yeah, because what, like I, then, I don't think I'd buy too much into the whole, I, I like the idea of No Way Home um, and that parallel when Doctor Strange like blows open the multiverse and, uh, yeah. and then Kang's sitting there, or he who remains is sitting there going, I don't know what happens next, what's going on here? And oh my God, the worlds are expanding and um, whatnot. Yeah. But the whole one, end of WandaVision, I never really drew too many comparisons. I'm like, Because I don't... then, yeah, like then when you catch up with her in Multiverse of Madness, it doesn't really matter and... You know, we find out that America is a, um, oh God, what's the term? The, like, the focal, the next, she's like, a, she's like a nexus being. Mm. She's, she's the only one of her version that exists. But then we find out, okay, well, Wanda exists everywhere, like mm. in every universe, which is in the comics is a different version of a nexus sort of person. But it's like, none of that's really been resolved. Then we had the Spider-Man multiverse stuff happening. Then we had Ant-Man Mania, which no one really liked fairly enough. It was kind of a weird thing. It's, Still just, haven't seen it. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that on, uh, while I'm on holidays. We'll have to come over and we'll, yes. we'll finally knock that one out for you. 
Um, Emma, so you now live in the same suburb as me. Oh, you're too busy to come over that night? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it goes so for less I, than two hours. I still don't care, Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do feel like there's an element of we've kind of been... I know they've had to pivot with, you know, all the Jonathan Major stuff that, you know, obviously the loss of Chadwick Boseman, the Ponderosa, like they've kind of had to just been kind of making shit up as they go along and mm. kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But I do feel like we've kind of been spinning our wheels in the mud a little bit in that there's just a lot of setup, a lot of setup, a lot of setup, not a lot of payoff. You know what I mean? Like I forget which, which, um, phase what would have been phase two film whatever it was i just remember like the post credit scene of that being pre-civil war like bucky's arm caught in the in the machine and it's like it's like um cap and and sam just like talking about it. it's like oh i know a guy and it's like yeah and then you got that resolution the next film mm. whereas this is just kind of seems to be a lot of these setups a lot of these setups a lot of these setups and it feels like it's not all going to pay off until you know the next avengers film or something like that so i just feel like there's maybe it's funny, I it's saw a little interesting, too much stuff, kind of. Yeah, there's been so much talk over the last couple of weeks because it was obviously a very big post-credit scene in the Marvels and people going, oh, hang on, we've seen 12 great post-credit scenes over the last three years. None of them... Thank you, Nala. <laughs> none of them mean anything. When are we going to start to see some payoff? And um, now they're building up. It, it's probably a valid argument. At the same time, I saw a tweet today, someone going, oh, hang on, this took four years to be resolved. MCU fans now are so impatient. And it was the clip of um, Anthony Hopkins seemingly as Odin. Oh, no, no, no. At the end of Thor The Dark World, reveal himself to actually be Loki, who he'd thought was killed off halfway through the film, has been impersonating and is now the king of Asgard without anybody knowing. We didn't get a payoff on that for four years, which is insane. Because two years later, we saw Thor having dreams and hallucinations and visions that included Loki, who he thought was dead. Us as fans going, no, 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 hang on. He's sitting on the throne. What's going on? Is this a real thing that's happening? Is he actually influencing Thor? We don't know. Two more years passed, uh, pass, and uh, we, we're watching Thor Ragnarok, and it was all kind of just thrown away as a bit of a gag at the start of the uh, of the movie to sort of get things moving. But like that was a massive end to that film. Like as, as far as a cliffhanger moment, this guy that was killed off, you know, for what probably the second time at that point uh, in in his own franchise, um, and then four years later, we finally get not even resolution, we actually get the next step of that. And it's like, oh, well, like, okay, I, I see that argument as well. Yeah, in, in that regard, I feel like it was there was much less projects in between. So yeah. that didn't feel... Like, if, say, for example, there's only three films between, you know, those two instances over those four years, then there's only three things. But it's like, when there's so much at the moment, it you know, you kind of get oversaturated a little bit and you kind of just go... There's just a lot of threads mm. kind of hanging over, and you're just like, yeah. So I don't know. Like it'll be obviously, you know, Disney have now saying they're gonna, you know, focus on quality over quantity and then scale back and do all those kind of things. So they are course correcting, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, we can just see what happens. I mean, what am I? You know, I'm gonna watch everything that comes out anyway. Yeah. It's not like I'm gonna <laughs> fucking, you know. I mean, but we're also in a very lucky spot where thanks to Mitchell, we get to go to like media screenings and stuff like that for free. We're not shelling out, you know, 30 bucks every time we want to go and see a Marvel film. Mm. Um, so we're, we're really lucky in that regard that, yeah, we're going to go and see it because it's not going to cost us anything except for popcorn and a drink, you know. I mean, we eventually buy the Blu-ray and DVD, Maddie. So, you well, know, we, yeah, are, we, are, we are supporting people. Uh, in, you being in, the Blu-ray, me being the DVD. Obviously, because I'm not a monster <laughs> in this 1080 world. Uh, obviously, we're moving into 4K, but I'm not doing that. So 720 I'm now... for life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I actually appreciate about the the Loki story itself. Like, it is such a... It's a massive thing. Like, for all intents and purposes, it created the MCU multiverse. This show did. It doesn't, Nick. Like, if you just watch the movies, it always existed. And Doctor Strange, at one stage, did a little bit of a mistake in a spell because Peter Parker wouldn't shut up. And he accidentally created a little bit of a bridge which brought over some people from other worlds. Okay, weird. Oh, what? They included the old Spider-Man films? Crazy. They include the old X-Men films? Insane. Wow, the MCU started back in the late 90s. Who would have thought? Like, what the hell? But then you watch Loki, you're like, oh, no, it was all because of this thing that happened at the end of season one. And then... Even though it's such it a like, it all started with a close up of his loafers. 
<laughs> exactly. Nothing, Even nothing such... says an all-powerful time <laughs> god like oh, it, it, it was That was actually... I mean, I, I don't know, Emma, you feel this. I, I even felt that way. As much as I was loving it, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I would have... I don't know. I'd be wearing those shoes um, mm. just in general, but like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. 100% when I watched it, I was like, this is a weird shot to be lingering this long on. Then I read... <laughs> like my loafers? Former golfers? The outfit, <laughs> the outfit that he's wearing... Is the same outfit he wears when he's in prison, in Thor two. Thor two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Right. See, after Loki finished, I was like, I've really missed the boat on this guy. Why do I not care? So I actually went back and watched like the first Thor film, first Avengers, and then I was gonna start watching Dark World, and I just didn't. I stopped at that point. No great <laughs> film. So I should I should go back and See, yeah, because yeah. obviously. I've really got to rewatch Dark World too, actually, because I I might have only seen that. I've probably his seen it twice. In that but is great. Oh, he's great. Yeah, the, the, those moments where he's yeah. in jail and then when his mum dies is like holy shit. Tom Hiddleston showed up to work. I mean, he yeah. and See, like I have I have a very low tolerance for dead mums in Marvel films lately. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm just like oh god, not another one really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had enough mental breakdowns this week. Do yeah, I need another one. Yeah, they've been throwing it out like it doesn't matter uh, at Marvel. They're just like someone, whoever hurt somebody over in the Marvel sort of like story department, like needs to yeah go and apologize. But um, dealing with trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I did love that line. As, as much as you know, She Hulk was panned by everybody, and I, except for the last episode, really enjoyed it. Just like. Just that moment where she's like, and orphan, like, and and was it, and and adult orphans for some reason, like, yeah. just the fact that she kind of hit on that. I was like, well done. No, I, th- I think that's what. Yeah, like the it's it's such a massive thing that happened, but it's such a small pocket. Like it's a TV show, and it's the only people that really know about this stuff are in this show. Like no one else, you know. Pick a surviving hero at the moment. You know, even Thor's not getting around and kind of vaguely aware of what's going on on the TVA or Doctor Strange, mm. even like with his like elevated powers and sense about what's going on. Like no one else knows about it, but is just not as in the story or uh, in on the know as as what Loki is. Nobody knows about what's going on. It's such a it's a small story with such a massive effect. And or at least that's what they've been trying to tell us that it is. And so I actually kind of did enjoy the fact that season two was just reacting to what season one was, yeah. um, because it's such a monumental thing that happens at the end of season one. I'm like, well, it deserves more than just one episode, maybe two of season two before they go, okay, reset now. We've solved that problem. Now on to the time problem of the week. Um, you know, like it, it definitely went in different directions in season uh, episode two and then three, but. It was all one continuous thing, and then episode four, five, and six were like their own little tight trilogy, you know, one little single story. Look, I, I do like that they're trying stuff, and I think almost every single Marvel project, it has a fandom. Like, whether it has the majority or the minority fandom, there's always someone who's going to enjoy something about it. And that's what I like. Like, me as a hardcore Trekker, it's like, I'm not a huge fan of the original Star Trek, like all the, all the Shatner Star Treks. Mm. I like some of the the you know the the 90s 2000 stuff and i hate a lot of the new stuff that's out but it's like i can enjoy these projects over here and it doesn't affect those projects over there so i love that as marvel is branching out and going woke uh it's you know it's having a bunch of different projects with different people so that everyone can get enjoyment out of it not Mm. just a bunch of straight white guys like it's it's giving it for for everybody, so mm. it's like sure you don't you don't have to like every single Marvel project that's out there. You can just pick and choose your favorite. I mean, even back in like Phase Two or Phase Three, when everyone was like, "Oh, everything's gold, everything's," it was like, "Well, no, you've got the Hulk movies, you've got Iron Man Three, you've got Thor: Dark World. There, there's been there's been some pretty average films in there." Um, but it's just like you, people were still debating. It's like, oh, well, I think you know. Uh, Iron Man 1 is the best film oh well I think Winter Soldier is the best film and it's like well you're both right because it's Mm. whatever your favourite film is your favourite film so as more stuff is being made it's like well there's now favourites for everybody you know and as you know we know on this podcast some people are team Iron Man and some people team Cap and there is a right answer um, (laughs) absolutely there's a right answer (laughs) there is a right answer yeah, yeah, it's the guy who the guy who won at the end of the film is the, <laughs> is the correct answer. You can answer. say that. You can say that. Or the guy that you know sacrificed 
everything for the entire world is fine, you know. I mean, that was a very separate film and he wouldn't have had that growth had he not lost the Civil War because he was on the wrong side. Like like at the end of the film when he admitted he was not he... part of the wrong side. Remember when he admitted? He's like, oh, Cap, you were right. You, you were I don't right. I he said that, though. I don't think he said <laughs> right. that. I, was, I really I was, don't think he said that. I was wrong. Tony Stark so would never have said that. I was wrong, so now I've got to come over and, and do that. And then Cap and his guys are like, well, we're all going to go to prison for the greater good. Um, you know, because that's the kind of heroes But I know for a fact that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Hawkeye, um, Ant-Man, they all went to prison for the greater good. For about eight minutes. Yeah. Until Cap broke him out of jail. Yeah, and then he went on the run, you know. Yeah. He went on the run because he, you know, stood up for his beliefs. Because he was doing the wrong thing. Morally. I mean, legally he was... I mean, you said it, you like a morally grey character, and it's like, well, morally he was in the good, but legally... You like a morally Legally he was in the wrong, but morally he was right. But Captain America is the goodest good boy you'll ever meet. God, yeah, Chris, but Chris him. Evans can get it though. Like Chris Evans brings that that bad boy aspect to it. You know what I mean? Does he though, or is he just oh, a sweet little white absolutely. boy that's <laughs> saving the world? <laughs> hey, uh, oh, well, I mean, you know, uh, just just quickly. Um... Well, before we move on, there's one yes. there's one more petty thing that I do want to mention, mm-hmm. and it's it's part of the loafers moment <laughs> when he gets to the end and gets his loafers former gophers and goes and sits on the throne that he always wanted, uh, and he gets all the branches and he brings them together and then he makes the big world tree, but then the camera pans out and turns sideways to make it a tree. So Loki's actually sideways the whole time to make it look like a tree. He's sitting. He's sitting at a ninety-degree angle to make that work. I don't know if there's an upside-down. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's sitting there like this, so yeah. it's just got running left to right. But then the camera tries to make it look cool and make it look like a tree. But then Loki, comparatively, has to be sitting on a ninety-degree angle for that yeah, to work, I which think... kind of takes away his like the coolness of him sitting on a giant throne. Is that he's got to be at a ninety-degree angle to make it look like a tree? Yeah. Like I said, it was a petty I, point. It was a think petty like, point. Yeah, we're thinking too linear here. I think I think I'm with Emma. I think you know we're at a place outside of time. We're at a place out. We're in like the fifth dimension. There's no there's no up. There's no down. I yeah, mean that a was tree. a tree. A tree has roots and branches. Yeah, he he's holding it sideways. Nothing weird about that. Obviously, I mean no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that was a moment, like, when it slightly goes out, and I'm like, oh, Yggdrasil, oh, my goodness, look what he's done. This is so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, even that, when they go back to the, the TVA and have me sitting here having not seen um, Quantumania but have heard so much about it because I listen to Marvel podcasts and the amount of, like, discourse and comments that have been flying around. And the movie came out nine months ago. Like, I'm not afraid of spoilers and, like, the fact that, you know, this this show comes out and it's got the same actor playing a variant of the same character. I'm going to hear some shit. And uh, even so, we get to the end of of season two and they've got the TVAs back up and running. They can see, you know, the, the, the tree up on the screen and everything's monitored. Everything's great. And basically, their only job is to, like, monitor Kang variants out there and, you know, keep up to date and make sure they're not starting some shit and whatnot. And then, you know, Owen Wilson's just, oh, hang on. It's, um, yeah, something going on on Earth. Uh, yes, it was uh, 616 um, alternate realm. Uh, 616 adjacent. Adjacent realm. Uh, but anyway, they sorted that out. That's all good. I'm like, holy shit, that was a $220 million film that they just solved with. Yeah. Yeah, no, they took care of it. I'm like, holy Did, um, shit, that's hilarious. Um, Did any of you realize, too, that, like, the Victor Timely from the last episode of Loki, they probably killed. Did you guys notice that? Like, he, he was he was in that, that room in the timeline. He was obviously the one going out mm. to try and fix the thing. From the very first time, I'm like, you've got two Norse gods here. Why would you send the human? That doesn't make any sense. So the whole time, I'm like, send one of the gods, obviously. But after they stop letting Victor go out trying to fix the thing, he stays back in the room with everybody else. Loki goes out and puts his loafers on and then you have that big long scene and then it just cuts to them afterwards monitoring the TVA. Mm. And that time, that Victor Timely's gone. The only other thing you see is they cut back to the child Victor Timely mm. in his room where the book never gets thrown in the window. Mm. 
So what happened to that Victor Timely that we saw in this episode? He can't exist anymore. He's a variant. He would have gotten pruned or killed. Mm. And it's they like, never address it. It's like, step this way. Just come into this room. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. No, no, no. Leave your stuff. You won't need it. Yeah, just step... Uh, yeah, you're not going to need that. It's fine. Yeah. Leave yeah, your no, glasses there. It's fine. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. They killed his ass. Who killed him? B-15, obviously. Oh, Casey, obviously. That, the, key char- <laughs> the key character of Casey... You know what? No, no, he's like secretly potentially a murderer or something. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, well, look, hey, um, this this is sort of discourse I love having, and like, you know, all I can say is that guys, we're just obviously we're just going to be back bigger and better and stronger for the next Marvel show, uh, which is weeks away, mind you. The twenty second of December, um, Emma, you'll be pleased to know. What if the animated show? It's only come back for season two. They've got nine episodes. They're dropping an episode every single day for nine days as of the twenty second oh. of December. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not. You That's know, fun. I well, like that. It is good because I mean, one you had Echo, which was supposed to already be out it was supposed to be out like a couple mm. of weeks ago and they were always going to drop all five of those episodes on the one day people back only five episodes season one all five episodes of, uh, of echo will drop but yeah what if which you know there was some great episodes of what if and there were some truly terrible episodes of yeah. what if and it was like it itself was like nine or ten episodes long for season one this one's so nine episodes mean, but we're doing one, one episode one podcast a day look for guys nine that's days? what i'm so saying I, I i know we've all agreed on it we want to come a bit back of a commitment. okay look christmas <laughs> christmas night we're obviously all going to get together on the pod emma like we've already established we now live in the same suburb you just swing on over here in the middle of christmas dinner okay and uh we'll record a little podcast not a big deal and uh, uh, look, uh, well, you know, we've all agreed to it. So that's amazing, guys. Thank you so we'll do, much for your commitment. We'll do one of those live watch ones. Yeah. Where it's just on in the background and it's just us just commentating over the top of that's it. That's what I thought. It would have that to be, be something so like that. Um, well, yeah. Otherwise, that does this for Marvel. And it's going to be pretty thin. Pretty thin next year. I mean, we've got Echo in January. Maybe Agatha at the end of the year. And then otherwise, it's Deadpool 3 in the middle of the year. And that's about it. Um, Excuse me, Mitchell. I what? think you're forgetting something quite important. X-Men 97. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obvi- obviously, I meant that as well. Uh, well I just meant most important MC- out of any I meant of MCU tied in stuff, which I guess X Men ninety seven could technically be MCU canon in an alternate thing, of course. But um, mm-hmm. strictly speaking, meant live action MCU tied stuff, and not that I completely forgot about it in that moment at all. What uh, if not? What if not live action? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was talking about 2024 though, which wraps up on uh, wraps up on December. Better look at my notes. December December 30. That shit wraps up. So there you go. Definitely no mistakes here, guys. You're clinging to this shit like the Loki writers. Get into geek.